This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. What I wanted to really share with, and I'll, this is something important, I'll take questions. Again, it's not, uh, not geschmack for me to share it, but I think, uh, you know, I really feel that it's just to ignore the subject is something that I wouldn't be doing justice as a rov of a kehillah. You know, and that is that... Uh, there's a person, everybody has to realize that the, there's a, the Yitzhahoras and the Nesiones of this door are terrible, mamish terrible. Um, you know, I'm involved in helping certain people and uh, it's, it's terrible. But uh, there's a lot of, you know, stories of people that, that seemingly work, big Tommy de Chachomim and big thing, and they, you know, Tzvi Zilberg has, has, has stories and stories that I've heard from him. Uh, first of all, the person's got to realize that uh, when the Rabbonim fought against men having iPhones and and uh, and uh, you know as, as many gedarim as you can make, it's so important having a computer at home, even if there's filters and there's filters that you can break through. And uh, it just shows how important, how vital these things are, and how life essential these things are. Because I always tell the bacham in yeshiva, even don't press the first button. Once you press the first button, you get caught in it, you get sucked away. And it's uh, you know it says the the din and shemayim is for pressing the first button, and then everything's going to be rolling from rolling from there. So, you know, if you, can, if you can encourage your husbands or even put your foot down, that unless he has to, he shouldn't carry, or even if he needs an iPhone because he has to call his parents in the evening, let him leave, let him have a kosher phone, let him have an iPhone, and he should leave the iPhone at home. You know, in the yeshivas, the boys need iPhones because the parents, they, they keep the iPhones somewhere a whole day, and in the evening they take it for a half hour, an hour, and whatever they have to do. These things are dangerous, and these things are, you know, the holy skill and the rebbe, Chusay Yogan Aleinu, this was his Muhammad, he was in his 90s, and he was fighting a Muhammad, he saw Baruch Kotchai, you know, how terrible, how terrible these things are. So any measures that you can take, any siyogan that you can take to ensure that these things shouldn't be at home are, are lifesavers, mamish lifesavers. And if they have to be at home and whatever have to be, but uh, one has to be on guard, one has to be on watch. The next thing I wanted to share with you, which is, again, even more difficult for me to, to speak about, but it's important, you know, the, the Haredish world had enough problems because they swept things under the carpets, you know, for, for too long because of, because of these inyanam. These are not inyanam that are, that are gishmak to address. And that is that uh, there are, are, are men that are nichshal. You know, there are men that are nichshal and uh, good people. The first thing is that a wife, if she realizes or she catches or she, whatever the case is, the first of all, you mustn't think, a person mustn't think, a wife mustn't think, this is the man I married. Mamish, I didn't he's a mushchus, he's a, you know, this is what I caught him, I caught him seeing, I caught him watching, I caught him whatever. And uh, that mustn't be necessarily the approach. Um, again, I don't know if it's something that he's been doing for years, but if I'm saying it happens, the story happened, a person fell. Is uh, the the attitude mustn't be an attitude, and especially when one confronts a husband, it mustn't be the attitude. I thought I was marrying a ben toyer. I didn't realize I was marrying somebody that's mamish, the opposite spectrum. There's nisyonis in the world, and nisyonis in the world is, uh, you know, it's this love dafka is love dafka that he's a terrible person. That, that's that's important to know. Love dafka that he's a terrible terrible person. He needs help. And uh, the way to confront him is to say, I'm with you, I'm supportive of you, however difficult it is. And I know for a woman this is the most difficult, the most difficult thing to handle and to, to be challenged with. But, uh, you know, a uh, woman has to bite her lips and say, I'm helping you, and I want to help you. And the only time she can confront him and uh, put a foot down is if he doesn't want to go, to, he doesn't want to go for help. 
um, I know there are support groups and there are support groups and uh, I have a Talmud that offered his house he's got a big house he offered his house once to one of these support groups and he told me he was shocked and again it's hard for me to say it but he said there was mamish all ages and there was Rabbonim over there people that are nichshal they come together and it's recognized by the police and they help them and, and then the police don't press allegations and, uh, and uh, what can we do it's a, it's, a, it's a very very difficult door very difficult generation so a, a wife has to help her husband if she sees that he's been doing things for, for a long period of time and, and uh, you know then, then Bahamas it's very very serious then it's different but if, a, if, if you know the person a person can be a person can be nechshel, and a person can do tshuva, and there's a tshuva for Moshe Feinstein, a very, a very beautiful tshuva, and he wrote it in Igros Moshe in his days, which was, you know, a long time ago, and uh, and uh, about, about such a thing, and he's saying about such a thing that a person was nechshel, actually a woman was nechshel before she got married, she was working in an office, and uh, and uh, she wrote, now she's married, she's married to a chosh of a person, but uh, she's got children, she doesn't know how she can, you know, she, she's living like in two worlds because of her past, he says, no, you have to do a tshuva shleima, and you have to realize there's an isyoyness and a person can grow and you can rise from, from an isyoyin, etc. A person mustn't, you know, mustn't, mustn't come forward with a, with a fist to confront. It's something that a person's got to be patient with and, uh, and you know, encouraged to go for help and he must go for help and there are a lot of people and these are all very, very secret, secretive, no one has to know about it and there's good people that are going through these things and, uh, and I'm not, I'm not trying to frighten but I, I would never ever have brought up the subject but so many people are asking me and if there is issues, again, you know, you could contact me on the phone and, uh, and, and uh, you know, we'll see but they have to be, they have to be, they have to be a Dressed, obviously, but I'm just trying to encourage that it doesn't necessarily mean that a person is a terrible person. There are people that they were nirshal when they were bach and they're trying very hard, and uh, you know from time to time they fall. Bebeem is 90% of the time they're in an aliyah, and it's very praiseworthy, and it's uh, you know it's a very big shevach. And um, the next thing, practical aids, is, is obviously one sees from here how to send a male to a female therapist or to send a female to a male therapist. Even when it comes to children, it comes to things, it's a, it's a Meshuggah world, what can we do? And, uh, you know, there's another thing that it's not for now, but it's another thing that uh, disturbed me very, very lot as well, and that is that you have, uh, you know, you have in the seminaries, you have sometimes Magidishurim that are teaching the girls who are five years older than the girls and having these deep sikhas and nefesh with their obeyim in seminaries. It's a, it's a big mechshel, it's a terrible, it's a, you know, it's a, ter- it's a terrible kilkel. My daughters were in Yashan in seminary. They had, uh, if there was a man, he was Rabbi Shua Noivet. He was the author of the Seba Shmir Shabbos Kalchasa. He was a man in the 60s. And the man, he came in and he looked down. There was no such thing, no such musig of having sikhas nefesh. And really, really, you know, I was at a chasna not so long ago. And, uh, and, and the, 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 the Rebbe of hers, of the seminary, spoke. And she came running in from the other side of the mechitza. And she put a chair down. And she was listening as if she was listening, you know, to the... It just didn't, it's not, it just didn't look right. <laughs> you know, you, you listen to a share, say you listen to a share, but this whole Indian, this, you see what goes on here. This is, this is the, all these problems start from these sikhas and nefesh and the old ruchni and the old in avodis Hashem. It's a kilkel. It's not, it's not, it's not the right thing. If a person is a demos of a person, I'm not saying no men should be teaching the seminaries. And from time to time, I've been asked from time to time. I also go from time to time. And I asked my Rebbe, the Amshan of once about it. And he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't so for, for kavua, for, 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 he wasn't so, wasn't so for it. He, he asked me if I can wear very dark sunglasses that you can't see. <laughs> and, uh, and he asked me if there's a possibility of just, you know, giving the share and going out again. And, and uh, you know, I told him of a Sarah for many years, so they have a seminary MMY, and they asked me, asked me often to teach there. 
and uh, it's not it's not pashat. It's not all this whole this whole subject, this whole sugya, and it plots. It exploded now, but this is all part of the same the same kilkel. Exactly. Oh. So first of all, Shabbos is Shabbos Malkasa. Shabbos, the woman is the the woman is the queen on Shabbos. So there's a practical side to it, and there's Avodas Hashem side to it. The practical side of it is that uh, I saw in, in the coming questions there's something uh, you know husbands, especially husbands who are, who are learning, have to realize that uh, the schus that the wife is moisa nefesh for them. This might answer also one or two other questions. I, don't know, I just raced through them quickly before I came, but um, so you can tell me if it does. If it answers. A husband who learns, Baruch Hashem, his wife is makrif, he's sacrificing a lot that a husband can learn. So he has to realize that he, he, has, to, he has to be involved in Shabbos, in the technical part of Shabbos, in the helping, and uh, it comes Friday. <coughs> if he doesn't have coil on Friday, he should, he, should, he should, you know, she's makrif so much that he can learn the whole week. Is he should take care of a lot, and he should do a lot of the technicalities that she shouldn't be bugged down, the way the question was was said, shouldn't be bogged down. She should, she should be able to go into Shabbos with a certain feeling of, of menuchos ha-nefesh, with a certain feeling of tranquility. It's always good to start cooking and to start thinking already on Thursday that, uh, you know, Friday morning, Friday morning is, uh, or even Thursday night, there should be a tablecloth already on the table. And, uh, you know, there's a whole week to prepare. And especially the winter Shabbos and shouldn't be in Elachatz. If it's possible, most of the cooking can be done on Thursday. And, uh, you know, Friday can be, he can do the, he can do the cleaning of the house and the, whatever, the sponge of the house. Or, or, you know, he should, he should organize that you can take a help. And, uh, you know, it shouldn't be completely your responsibility. That's number one. Uh, number two, a woman has to look at the Shabbos as, 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 as a beautiful thing. And this goes back to our, our, the questions that we had last time. That, um, Women have to realize, I saw from the nusuch of some of the questions that some, some, some people that ask the questions are mamish are really upset that they're not men. <laughs> like, like they're mamish, and we're not davening, and we're not, we haven't got chavrusas, and, the, and uh, you know, like there's something, there's something, there's something shtigl uh, off over here. You know, the person has to realize that a woman has her beautiful, beautiful avoidus Hashem. You know, I mean, a husband looks at his wife lighting candles, there's a lot to envy over there. You know, I see a woman lighting candles, she has a koichat filler, and she's, 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 she's mamish, she has such a filler, and she's lighting and, and he looks at her and he says wow you know that sloch of the children that sloch of the siyata the shmaya of the home of making it into a mikdash ma'at is all in those heilige yiddish tefillas when the woman comes and after when the husband's out, out, out at shul and the kids are young such a beautiful thing she, she, she doesn't have to speak the parasha to the children if they're too young she should read them stories of tzaddikim and tell them lovely stories and prepare that they should know when the husband comes home prepare you know the sheets or whatever they should know the sheets when the husband she can prepare and, and preparing preparing food for a Shabbos table on the contrary by Hasidim sometimes the men get in the way in the kitchen because there's a lot of a lot of Hasidim they enjoy preparing certain foods they have a Masorah to prepare this and to prepare that and a lot of times they get in the way in the kitchen <laughs> and uh, if they don't get in the way she can do her thing the woman can do her thing 
and uh, it's a beautiful thing to, to, to cook Shabbos food. It's a Besam Igdosh. Shabbos, it's Mamish Shabbos. The, 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 the house is Mamish Besam Igdosh. It says that the candles are like the Menoyer in the Besam Igdosh. The Shulchan is like the Shulchan in the Besam Igdosh. And the Zmiras, I mean, she gives the whole atmosphere because she's serving the food and she's preparing the table. And it's, it's Mamish a beautiful Avoida. And some, somebody who's newly married and the husband's in Shul, it's a beautiful opportunity to sit by the candles and to, to learn something on the parasha, read something on the parasha, and you know, it's all ruchnis, it's all ruchnis. A lot of times they say, okay, they finish lighting the candles, they're going to go read the newspaper, and then they're upset that they don't have any avodah Hashem in their lives. <laughs> you have plenty of avodah Hashem in your lives. On the contrary, till your husband comes home, it's, 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 it's beautiful. And you know, the feel, feel malchus, feel you're, you're building, you're, you're serving in the base of Mignosh over here. And uh, it makes a whole, makes a whole different, it makes a whole, whole different thing. A lot of times, you know, a lot of times, and this is something that the, should really the men should be listening to, but I know that the last year, I think what I heard feedback is that there's at least as many men that listen than women. But uh, a, 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 man has to, a man has to realize that he can't, you know, especially Mr. Shem and his children at home, it's not something that he comes home and he thinks, that, you know, he's the Melech, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to do anything. When the kids are young, he has to help, he has to be, he has to be, give his wife a break. And especially, I'm saying, especially if he's learning in Koilo, he has to realize that, you know, there's a lot of working people that have a lot, a lot of stress. I know in Koilo there's a stress with the Chavrusas and with this, with that. It's not, a, it's not, it's not, it's not real stress. You know, the, a, a lot of, it's not a problem, but the, the husbands who learn in Koil have to realize that they're living in Ghanaian. They have an be- opportunity that generations nobody ever had. And they have to realize that if they're learning in Koil, you know, from Thursday, from Sunday to Friday, and they have this beautiful, beautiful tranquility, you know, with all the Chavrusa problems and with all the problems in the Besamedrish and in the, the here and the Chazokas and to move out and to learn in the Shtibel, all these problems together, no. They have a very, very nice life, even if they're learning Bahasmada and the Omul Batoira, which is tiring, etc. But, uh, you know, they have to realize that at the end of the week, it was, it was a sacrifice for the wife. And uh, it comes to a Friday, they should spend a few hours, and then this shir should go to them as well. That it's also a big avoidus Hashem, that the wife can bring Shabbos in, you know, with tranquility. Is, uh, it's a big avoidus Hashem for them. And the same thing, you know, the whole Shabbos, the whole Shabbos to be with the children, to tell the children, to prepare things to tell the children. And even not the children, you know, as a young married couple, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, Shabbos time, even Shabbos morning, when your husband's thinking to say to Hillem, your husband's out at Davening, you know, to say to Hillem, and, you, and you're always complaining that you don't have enough time to learn. <laughs> Shabbos. Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh. Learn the parasha, learn whatever you want. You know, sit to Hillem, daven. If there's time to daven on Shabbos, we spoke last time about davening, but Shabbos, if there's plenty of time to daven, so go and daven on Shabbos. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a wonderful thing. And when a, a woman has a baby, and she has, you know, the kids, so you can daven a bit with your children. You can utilize and spend the whole Shabbos Make it into a beautiful ruchnistik Shabbos. When you realize how much avoidus Hashem, how much nachas ruach Hashem has from seeing a beautiful Shabbos table, there's malachim coming to see the table. Malachim, angels are coming to see the table that you've laid. Angels are coming to see the table that you've laid. It's unbelievable. It's, it's a huge schos. Is it, is it answered? Has anybody got a question? Yes. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to know that if the Rav mentioned like, that everybody does have a few minutes to stop and stuff, but, or to say Tishlin, or not to read the magazine. But I find that after working eight hours a day and taking care of the kids and all these things, at night, I might have 
Read a magazine. Read a magazine. When you pick up the magazine, when you pick up the magazine, tell yourself it's a siddha. It's, it's also an avoidance Hashem. This is the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that a, a wife, that her avoidance Hashem is to feel that she's going to be well, mentally well, psychologically well for her husband and for the children or whatever that entails. She has to go for a walk, she has to do this, she has to go. This is her avoidance Hashem. This is her avoidance Hashem. What I meant was in Shabbos that, you know, if, if it's saying, uh, the one, they said in the question, the husband's out in shul for a long time, so she's lonely at home. So, so, so there's time. So if she feels then that her time after a whole week of working very hard is, uh, you know, is, 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 is to read a magazine, so, uh, you know, a Yiddish magazine, so let her read a Yiddish magazine. The AKA is that when she comes, husband comes home from shul, she should, she should have a radiant face, she should be glowing, excited for the Shabbos meal. Whatever that entails is, uh, I mean, there's certain things you're not allowed to read on Shabbos, advertisements, all that, you must make sure, you know, something that's not a halacha, you're not allowed to read. But something that's good to read, one of the a Yiddish magazine, so, so that's good. The last year, everyone was talking about, the, you know, that the women want to learn more, they want to learn more. So, the, so this is that time. If, if, uh, there's different stages in life. There's different stages in life. If, if, you, if a woman feels at a certain point that she, anyways, she's working eight, nine hours a day, and, uh, and this, and, um, I remember one of the other questions, I was shocked to see, a shtickle shocked to see the question, I'm sorry. But one of the questions was that, uh, you know, is it better, have children or husband learning, just read it out, I just don't want to say it wrong, because it was, uh, the, the question itself was dangerous enough, I didn't want to make it more. So there's two very similar yeah. questions, but the shorter one, what was it, what is more important, supporting your husband's story, or I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I have no words. <laughs> okay. separate, all, I mean, it comes to the first thing, I mean, it's a, I don't know, I really have no words. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, obviously, obviously raising a Yiddish mishpocha, having having a lot of children, if people here would know what people go through to have children, you know, to bring a child into the world, is, uh, what's the child, what's the husband's learning got to do with, you know, having, I know, I'm saying what's going more children, having more children, it's the first mitzvah in the Torah, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, Mitzvah Shem bringing uh, children to the world, and um, besides that, bringing children to the world brings more Torah to the world, the Avodram, the holy, holy Avodram, he writes, the, the Gemara says that if a person is Mesameach Chosen, so he's Zorchah to Torah. So what's the shy, what's the midi connected midi? A person's mesamech chasan, so he's zorchet to Torah. So the Avadram says because the mitzvah of getting married, have children, is to be, bring more Torah to the world. The more children that are born, and you machanech, you educate the children, you send them to Yiddish moistus, you send them to yeshivas. So that itself is mar betayr in the world. There's no greater ribby of Torah. So the husband's learning, and if he's not going to have not bring children, not bring enough to, uh, children to the world because because of his learning, you know, it's 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 completely off. Com- completely off, completely off. You know, even some people they say, if they say in terms of panosa they're struggling, and you know just to bring to have a lot of children, it's, they've got a tiny apartment and they anyways got chayvus and say that that's a halacha thing. A person goes to a rov and the rov sees there's a lot of women that are weak today and they talk, there's a shaila, but 
you know, a lot of, some people are not ready for it. Some people are not well, um, well enough, psychologically well enough for it now to have a lot of children. But because of the husband's learning to have less children, it's, it's off. It's, 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 Yes, it's off. It's off. I mean, it's, it's, the question is completely off. After person has to bring the husband's learning is very, very chashev, and it's, I'm not trying to be mezaz. The husband's learning is extremely chashev, but it's not. You know, it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't take away. It doesn't take away from the fundamentals of of of, of Yiddishkeit. You know, bringing a child into the world is, 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 the, is the biggest mitzvah and is the biggest thing. And to be mechanach a child is, a, you know, is a, a ribby of Torah. It's not, uh, his, his learning is, of course his learning is Kodesh Kadoshim, but it's not that, you know, you have to also explain, I want to explain myself here as well. I'm just thinking now about something, that uh, there's two types of husband's learning. That's the emes. You know, the art, I remember when I was in yeshiva in England, in Gateshead, I remember there was a boch, he actually lives in Lakewood today. He was kulay Torah, like no shaykh or anything else. He was learning Torah, he was, he was eating Torah, he was sleeping Torah, he was kulay Torah. That person should definitely, you know, that person should learn Torah his whole life, and he has to find that tzaddikah who wants to marry him, who's willing to take on all the all and the whole, you know, everything that it then takes to, to for him to become into him to become tag the god Torah. There's a lot of people are learning koil, which is a beautiful thing. I'm not saying it is koilish kadoshim learning koil, but uh, you know, that's it. They're learning in koil. It's very very nice. If they're mamish, they're, they're shakua, and you see the mamish shakua, and as a bacha, usually one can see this. But on the whole, generally speaking, Baruch Hashem, there's a minig that people learn after the chasna for a few years, which is a very good thing, and it's a, it should be very much encouraged. But it's not that thing that pushes everything else off. And, you know, that goes on, that's another question, you know, like a, a woman feels that she has to carry the, the whole burden. Not necessarily, not necessarily. It's very, very, very hard for her. He also, within learning, he should, he should, he should, he should take a Talmud. He should take two Talmudim. He should, uh, you know, there's no, there's no Indian over here for a woman to, and, unless this is what her life's Sha'ifa was. And even so, there's a lot of women that really had that Sha'ifa. They really had that ambition. They got married. After a few years, it became really, really difficult for them. Like you say, there's a lot of young children at home, and uh, she feels that she's platzing. She just can't do it. And he's sitting and learning. He's got Menachas and Evish. So if he's the future... Godel, or if he's really on the way to becoming a real godel, is that's a huge schus. But you know, generally speaking, the husband that you know he enjoys, uh, you know, he, he enjoys his his his, his, his activities, other activities outside. He's good. He's learning. He's, he's normal, a regular, average calling man. Has to realize that uh, there's other there's other obligations in life as well. And you can't say not children and not this. And uh, and he can't be machai of his wife to to undertake the whole financial all again if she can. And she wants, and she's very happy with it. So then it's a huge schus. Let him learn, and you take the all. But if a wife feels that she's breaking, she's breaking, she's breaking, and he says, no, I want to learn in coil, I want to learn in coil. Or I have this very often that they're learning in a coil where they, they want to learn in the mirror. And the mayor gives them, I don't know, 500 shekel, 1,000 shekel. They could go to a call. No, they really want to learn a mayor. They've been learning there and there. The, the growth is like that. If because he's learning the mayor, the woman is exhausting herself, and she feels she's mama, she's, she's, she. Where, where, where's the where, where's the heter for that? Where's the where's the heter that he should exhaust his wife? That she should be a shmata? That he can learn in the mirror dafka and not in a different place? You know, he must realize he's got his obligations. He's got his obligations as well. So again, the sikum of this because he's answered a few questions. The summary of this is: it's gavaltik to learn, and if he can, and if the woman's able, and there's menuchas and nefesh at home, and uh, she's not overworked, and everything is going fine, or they're being supported, he should learn. He should shtaik. He should learn hard. He should be omel b'toyra. That's for sure. But it's not a given, 
and it's not a, it's not it's not a given. And, and there's a lot of times the other question: what what about if she wanted to, she she wanted to work and she really wants to work and she sees she hasn't got the koyach? It's a very normal thing. A lot of people, you know, they come out of seminary with all the fire, with all the vigor, and then, you know they re, they they realize later that uh, you know, they realize later that it's you know it's not it's not it's not it's not, it's not so practical. They're not allowed to change their mind. They're not allowed to. They thought and they thought and they're in seminary they'll be able to do it. And now they see they can't do it. And it's uh, so finished. They can't do it. It's not a given. You know, like I always say to to to, to the, my bochum. That, uh, that you know they ask you how many years you want to learn for after your chasna I want to learn for as long as I can as long as we'll be able to afford it as long as we're going to be able to live as long as we're going to be able to live a regular normal life I'd love to learn as long as I can but I understand that I have obligations and that's it and they talk a lot of people they get support I have a very close time and it's learning after he's got nine, ten kids he's, he lives here in Etz Yisrael he's being supported why not? why not? it's taka the best thing to do it comes back to our earlier conversation it's very frightening for people to go out and work today it's very frightening to people to go out in the world and they have to be on the internet the whole day it's frightening but uh, it's better to learn but uh, a woman mustn't be trodden on or mustn't be told that I have to learn I have to learn and you, you have to you carry the whole Ola Pranasa it's not the way the Torah set it out. It's not the Derech Torah. And I think we mentioned it last time. And I'll say this again. And there's a lot of women that are working in places where they're busy with men. They're working with men. They're working in not, not from places. And, uh, and it's dangerous. So that the husband can learn. It's, it's distorted. It's not, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a healthy thing. It's, it's partial. It's, it's not a healthy thing. Yeah. So if you have So again, if you can do it and you feel healthy with doing it and you're doing it with simcha and there's time to do it and it's not so much on the cheshben of whatever, so then it's fine. It's very good. Again, a woman shouldn't go and work in a place with, with, where, where there's men, a secular men, or in an, in an environment that's not cohesive for the Yiddish guy. That's mamish. That's, that's definitely not. That's definitely not the thing. In other words, if it's either you know, a, a woman working in such a place or the husband trying something at home, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a good thing for, for a woman to be working in a, in a place, unless she, mama, she she has her own corner and she doesn't have to, you know, and I'm not getting into details over here, but the, 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 the music. if a woman can do it, and if she's got the paranossa, and she opened a business, and Baruch Hashem, it's successful, and her husband's learning, and everything's fine, fine, that's the best thing to do, but a woman mustn't make a, a woman, a woman, I'm saying, I'm speaking from knowing that a lot of women have breakdowns, a lot of women have partial breakdowns, a lot of serious marriage problems, because he's, you know, he's flying the flag that I have to learn in coil still for many, many more years, and uh, and she feels that she's mamish platzing. What happens is, you know, they go into choivas and instead of, when I was learning in the mirror many, many years ago, there was somebody next to me who was mamish busy the whole morning, half the morning he was busy with making calculations, gmachim and calculations. I don't know how much he learned that morning. Half his morning he was busy with all these cheshboinas, all these calculations. It's got to be, it's got to be a normal household. It's got to be a normal household. And again, if your husband is this tzaddik and he be'emesis, and there are such people, there are such people, he's this tzaddik and he's mamish, like to tear him out of learning, he's going to mamish, rip him out of is like ripping him to pieces. So then you have to make an extra ma'amatz. But on the whole, I'm talking now giving a high rod very generally. Generally speaking, the husband is happy, he's learning, but it's not something that a noshim b'mayzachin, you know, b'mayzachin means that they, 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 they take the children to school, they take the children, they come home, the husband's not, whether they're working, whether they're not, the children, they take the children to cheder, or the child comes back from cheder, the mother's there for them, what did you learn today? You know, I know from my, my married daughters, you know, the boys come home sometimes from cheder, 
angry <laughs> or you know they've had they've had they're arguing and they come home crying and there's a mother there for them that's also that's all included in the Nashim Bamaizachin it's all included in that Gemara you take the children to school you, you encourage the child you go through the sheets that they learnt and you show your excitement it's all Nikhlal in the Nashim Bamaizachin and if your husband's working half day and you get up specially to take the kids that the other half of the day you can learn it's also Nashim Bamaizachin Nashim Bamaizachin doesn't mean that he has to be he has to you know that, that he has to be learning all day long and, uh, and otherwise it's not Nashim Bamaizachin there's a lot of, I have, I have a lot of married Talmudim in America that the, the husbands really get up early, they're working, they get up five o'clock in the morning, they learn two, three hours before davening, and the all of getting a whole family of kids up is on the woman. That's a huge b'mayzachin, it's a huge nashim b'mayzachin. It's not a, it doesn't have to be necessarily that, you know, she's carrying the whole all and he's learning all day, and that's nashim, anything less than that is not nashim b'mayzachin. The most important role of a woman is to be there for her husband and to be there for her children. That's the most important role. So if, let's say, if, let's say, the, the simple example, if, let's say, she's working so hard, she's got no time for her kids, he's not at home and the kid's not at home, there's something wrong with them. It's not the, that's not what the Torah wants, it's not what the Rabbani Shalom wants. If it's at the expense, you know, put the kids aside for a second, the husband, he knows that he's learning and his wife is working very hard. So the husband understands that she's working, she carries a big all. So she's not so much there for her husband. But when it comes to the children, it comes to raising children, a woman's got no time to raise children, or she's got no time, or she doesn't have the patience, or she doesn't have, she's so exhausted from work, and she doesn't really have patience for the children. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. This is the priority. This is the priority. This is the priority. There's a, this is, this is a, again, I don't want anybody to think that I'm underestimating the schus of having a husband learning in koil. I'm just saying this because the, 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 that, that question that came up, I was shocked me when I saw the question that, you know, helping my husband learning or having children. I see from there that there's a, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's coming, from, it's coming from, I don't know where, it's coming from perhaps something that they heard in Simri that, you know, everything is about your husband learning and learning and learning. And, uh, you know, a lot of husbands after a few years in koil, are capable of doing something even within the field of Kedusha even within the field of Kedusha you know learning learning one-on-ones doing tutoring doing I don't know there's a lot of opportunities to remain in the Bessamedrash they must carry an all if the wife is exhausted and the wife feels that they need help in carrying the all of Parnassa it's not a natural thing that a woman must carry the whole all of Parnassa it's not true it's not true Says in the Ksuba the other way around. Says in the Ksuba, Anor Eflach. He says to her, I'm going to work. So I know there's a, there's a, it's important for husbands to learn in Koyal today, partially because of what we mentioned earlier, because there's so many Nisyonis outside, it's better that he's inside. It's all true. And it's all true. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. The husband learns in Koyal. It brings a, it brings a certain Kedusha into the life. But, uh, but it doesn't mean the woman is a Shmata, Chasvisham. Is that clear? At? Not just in yeshiva. Ah, ah. You were talking about what for in the evenings or? Uh, I guess so. Meaning when they're at home, whenever. Yes. If if the kids are climbing on his head, and uh, and uh, you know he's not getting anything done, so you know so so it might, it might be difficult for him. Again, if a husband's out in coil morning and afternoon. There should be at least an hour and a half, two hours where he comes home, he's with his wife, he's with his children. And if the kids are asleep, and uh, you know, if the kids are asleep and the house is quiet, it's important for him to learn at home. I've said, that, I've, said that, I've said it in other places, that why shouldn't the woman hear the cold Torah from her husband learning? 
Why shouldn't the woman hear the cold tire from, you know, from from? She could, she can, she can tell him. She can say, "Listen, you know, I'm, I'm, I really want, I really want to hear your learning. I want you to learn with her. I want, I want to see what this all means that you're learning the whole in the whole day. If, if you know, if he's got a little study at home, or if the house is quiet, is the husband should. You can tell your husbands that I said <laughs> that they, if they have a chavrus in the house, they're not disturbed, and they, you know, you really want to, you want to see what I'm being macro. You want to see not again when I say sacrifice, I don't mean sacrifice because it's chus for you when your husbands are learning. But I mean you're working very hard for that, and uh, you know you want to see it. You want to see how how gishmak it is to hear the culture of your husband learning. You're giving a lot for it, so you should ask him if it's if, if the house is quiet, if it's possible that he should uh, he should he should you know he should learn, or if he says he can't do that every day, or sometimes they have to go to a night call to get more. More money to help, so at least at a matzah Shabbos, especially a winter matzah Shabbos, or you know, Friday night in the winter, not going out to at least to learn at home. At some point, he should find some time. He should really find some time that his wife can appreciate, and she can also have the geschmack and the oinik, the tainik, and the pleasure of seeing what it's all about, hearing hearing the kaltar of a husband learning. Why are you each on a different path? <laughs> Usually the wife should follow the path that the husband's on. <laughs> I'm sorry? I don't know. I didn't ask the question. I don't know. But I'm, I'm guessing that there's a different point in the same path or whatever. A beautiful, beautiful add-on. I mean, I'm making this up. I have no idea. <laughs> it's a very vague question. I'm saying, that, I mean, the, look, a, a wife marries a husband. When it comes to a, so he's, he's really the one leading in that sense. So, you know, she shouldn't feel that she had a, she has a, a diversified path than he has. You know, if he's if he's got a if he's got a certain he's he's got a certain derech in his Yiddishkeit. She should really follow follow, follow that derech. I have a Talmud and I got married recently in America and Taka Taka and I'm thinking that this this question really did come up. And uh, and they're they're basically on stickle on different paths. I won't explain why, but they are on different paths in Yiddishkeit. And uh, and he 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 was really suffering from it. He was saying a certain type of divrei Torah at the table, and she wasn't makabel. She was saying her divrei Torah, and uh, it just wasn't good. So I contacted somebody. I contacted somebody that 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 uh, she that would her rebbetzin in the seminary, and uh, said, you know, this is not amhalach. And she spoke to her, and it changed. It got a lot better. You know, if you married this boy, so this is your mahalach. You know, wh- where where do you get your mahalach from? In other words, what's your mahalach? You married this boy, so he's your mahalach. Why, why would there be two paths? Could be that you weren't used to his path, but you married him. <laughs> so this is your path. Again, if the, if there's a if there's a problem because he doesn't really have a path, or you don't, or his path is not a good path, I don't know. So then then it has to be seen to. But generally speaking, if he's got a good path, just it's a bit different. Just it's a bit different. If you married him, so you, so you should follow his path. You should follow his path if it's a good path. Uh, unless you've got something, like, something really, really very serious against it, that uh, you feel that he's confused or, or, or something like that. So then it's something else. Then you contact again, and then you contact somebody and uh, explain, talk it out. And, uh, you know, they'll see. But uh, generally speaking, if he's got a good path, you were just raised in a different path, but you married him. So, uh, you know, in the beginning it's different. He should be told that he should be patient. He shouldn't expect that you're following him, like, straight away because, you know, you've, you've, you got used to a certain different path. But at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to follow his path. 
when it comes to Ruchnius, he's the one who's, you know, who should be the leader. He should be the leader in the Ruchnius. Is that clear? If a woman knows that her ideals are to be a good mother, <laughs> to be a good husband, these are her ideals, so she can meet the her ideals. In other words, it's no big Indian for a woman to, to marry with it, a woman to have huge sheifas in life. I tell you the truth, even by men, it's something that I, I just want I'm just sharing it with you to bring clarity, <laughs> but it might sound controversial. <laughs> Um, somebody went up to my Rebbe, the Heilige Amshan of Rebbe Shalita, and uh, they asked him that certain, in certain groups, in certain groups, they tell, you know, they, they stress to the Bachram, I want you to be the Godel, I want you to be the Godel, I want you to be the Godel. And uh, in other groups, they don't really stress to be a Godel, you've got to be an Oivet Hashem, you have to be, everybody has to be, it says, Mosa Yegiu Maisel Maisa what does that mean? It means that every person should be Emes and a Chinuch, you should tell each child, that you have to become the Godel, don't. So they asked Amshan Rebbe, why is it that certain people push people to become the Godel? And in certain groups in Yiddishkeit, they don't push people to become a Godel. They push them to be an Erlachid, an Ovid Hashem, do what you can, do your maximum, but they don't use those words. So he answered something very sharp. And uh, again, I'm not sure whether this is something for, for public outside over here, but he said, and he was very sharp about it, he said, you cannot be Mechanach, Ador, Shaloi Lishma. And I was very sharp. But it's coming from, it's coming from <laughs> the biggest tzaddik. What this means is, what I think possibly what this means is, that um, a person has to be an Eved Hashem. A person has to be an Eved Hashem. And he has to try the whole time to be an Eved Hashem. Does it mean that Hashem wants him to become the Godel? You've got to learn hard. You've got to work hard. You've got to be Omel and Torah. You've got to be Omel. Do you need to become a Godel? You know, in Yerushalayim, who became a god? There were great gadolim in Yerushalayim. They just sat and learned their whole lives. They never had a shiva to be a god. Even Rabbi Yashua. Rabbi Yashua was forced into becoming the famous Rabbi Yashua. He was never interested in that. Rabbi Yashua sat and learned. And the Yerushalayim he used to sit and learn. And you were you, all a helig Yerushalayim. He's pushed his whole, he sat at home his whole life. And he learned. And he was, he was such a god. But not what they meant by god. You know, he was a real, he was a real god. But, uh, but you know, pushing to people to become a god. So the same thing. And what, what, are, what are the big sheifas that a woman has to have? A big sheifas that a woman has to have is like to be to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What does it mean to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu? So in her life, what does it mean to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Like we said, you mentioned earlier, to get out, to bring your children, dress them, try if it's possible to get them ready for cheder, and you know, write them a note to the rabbi, whatever the case is, and be there when they come off the tender, they come back. That's a beautiful avodas Hashem. That's a godel. That's that, that's a mother who's a godel, and be there for your for husband, and uh, you know, and encourage. Him, you should know in today's generation it's 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 real godless. If you can, you know, if you know how to handle your husband in certain you know in certain things, you're a real godless. There's certain wives that just don't know how to handle things, and uh, if you handle them with chokhmah and bina, and you encourage them, and you move them on, and they're steiging in your schus, and they're growing in Torah and your shemaim and your schus, is you're a godless. What are your big sheifas over here? Your big sheifas are to do the best what you can do for your husband, to do the best what you can do for your children. And, uh, you know, when you need, when you need more time, 
meaning your time, and like you say, if you can, if you're now at home for a while and you're alone and you've got plenty of time and you're calm and you don't need a magazine, then you, you know, just talk to Hashem, daven a bit, or not daven or sit to heal him. That's all. You know, you don't have to have these this lachats. Am I needing up to my ideals? What are, what, what are your ideals? What are your ideals? A woman has to have ideals, like we said. She doesn't have to walk up. She has to be an Ebed Hashem. She still serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the best possible way. And that is exactly like the things we said. But he's pushing. She's got to push herself to more ideals and to more ideals. This was never known. This was never known. Again, a woman, as I said, I'm not trying to say that a woman just to take life easy and not do anything. On the contrary, I'm just trying to show you that there's so much Avodah Hashem that you're the whole time busy with. You're the whole time occupied with Avodah Hashem that you don't even realize. And because you don't realize, you're looking for ideals in Avodah Hashem. You don't realize that you are one piece of Avodah Hashem. You're helping. You're, your husband is learning or whatever. And I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about to the wives whose husbands are learning. A wife whose husband's working has even more ideals, Kilo, that she's encouraging him to learn when he comes home or, or, or you know, she takes an all of him that when he has time to learn when he can and she prepares things for him that he should encourage him and she makes a big see him every time every time he finished something I know there was a, a young woman in Belgium my wife is from you know, she passed away young but uh, her husband said at the Shiva her husband said unbelievable thing he was a more modern person he was more modern and uh, he wasn't so serious she was a very serious girl I don't know how the Shidduch came about but that's the, that, that's the Metzias and, uh, and whenever he finished the slightest thing he used to find in his pocket the next morning a little bottle of wine in his pocket in his jacket and he goes a little bottle of wine with a beautiful little rice cake that she made all wrapped up beautifully with a big muzzle top and, uh, and uh, you know and once he had he said once he had something in his pocket that he shouldn't have had in his pocket so she didn't say a word but she sewed his pockets closed he, she sealed that pocket and uh, he said he got, the, he got the message and that's called godless so that, that's called ideals that's called ideals there are certain ways where sometimes a woman has to has to has to take a subtle Sometimes it's a, it's a weird word to use. But in certain cases, she might be the wise in certain ways where he might have certain, husband may have certain immaturities where, where she's nurturing him. She's mechanachim in nice ways. That's godless. That's real godless. That's real ideals. She doesn't really have to have anything outside of that. That's real ideals. If your husband is learning and steiging in Yoschus, if your husband is learning more in Yoschus, or if you're protecting your husband in Yoschus and you're protecting the children, that's the biggest ideal in of itself. Don't look for ideals which are outside what you're created for. Yeah. Um, what about if you have a very simple ideal, like I have a very simple ideal of stay patient and not get angry at little kids. And then at some point I do get angry and then I feel guilty that I got angry and then I'm just upset. So it's like what's the proper perspective when I get angry when I really don't want to get angry? Try Sometimes the circumstances are not so much your fault. So you have to try. People, a, person's a, a person's a human being. And uh, if you feel it was, you talk, could have controlled yourself, you didn't control yourself, so then, you know, so then, like, do tshuva, like for anything else. Say to yourself, next time I'm going to, I'm a kabbal on myself, I've got charata, I regret what I did, next time I'm going to try harder, I'm a kabbal on myself, try harder. And it's like, you're doing tshuva, like, like, for, like, you know, like for anything else. And then you, then you have a schus to do tshuva. I mean, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, 
But again, that's a, that's a very good example. You're working on yourself. Again, again, don't look for ideals in, 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 going, to, in going, going into lofty things. This is an ideal in of itself. If you work on yourself and, uh, you know, work on yourself, sometimes in terms of married life, a woman has to sometimes swallow, and a woman has to sometimes, a husband has to swallow things, and the woman has to swallow things. And, uh, you know, sometimes you don't say things. Sometimes, you know, even you gave your husband encouragement where, where you felt that it was hard for you. And uh, that's real avoider. That's what. That's all what I mean. That's all I mean. This is real avodas Hashem. This is real avodas Hashem. You can make the whole matzav into a house. You see, your husband comes home. You know, he comes home like you know, not in a good mood. And uh, you know, you could you could you can make a you can make an explosion in the house, or you can keep it just so calm. It's such an unbelievable avodas Hashem to be mevater to him, to and to to help him, to smile at him, to say, let's go, let's let's talk this out. And it's hard for you, and you mevater your own pride and your own this. This is all huge avodas Hashem. This is all in the parish of these are your ideals. There should be simcha, shalom, shalva, tranquility in the house. These are these ideals. If everything is tranquil anyways, and all the kids are the best behaved anyways, and they're all out of the house anyways, and your husband's out of the house anyways, so then you can climb to, to greater ideals. You had a question? Just being a good mother and a good wife. Isn't that... Right. That's such a simple ideal. That is the idea. <coughs> Klal is not just in your examples. The klal is bechlal, and this is a klal for men and for women. It says kisheva yipol tzadik v'kom. Person falls, everybody falls, everybody stumbles in their things. You have to know how to get up. Kisheva yipol tzadik v'kom. And this is a whole by Yaakov and Esav. I have all share in this, but Yaakov and Esav was told when Rivka was pregnant with them. So Rashi brings down over there that she was told by shame, you have these two nations, Rashi brings down a Lashen, you know, that's a Rashi. But I think the deeper meaning is, a Yid is a Kom, and a Goy is a Neufel. Near my house in England, there's a bridge that's called the Suicide Bridge. Because once when the English pound went down or something, people just jumped off the bridge and committed suicide. Why? Because when they fall, they don't know how to get up. And that's what, and that's what, in the story of Purim, <coughs> Zerosh says, "Kinofel tipper lefanov." You remember Shneifel? Homan was so high, but he's a Neufel. A yid is a com. And there's a story in Antwerp. There's a very big tzaddik. Chassidish Rebbe Rabbi Yankel Shavoski is a very big tzaddik. So he said once that he he was walking the street in the snow in the winter in Belgium, and he saw this big diamond merchant. There's a big diamond. All the Jews are in diamonds over there. He saw this wealthy diamond guy walking with his nice coat, his nice hat, going to shul. And he slipped in the ice, and he fell. And Mom is the biggest of air. A diamond dealer falls in the snow. But anyways, the guy was so embarrassed that he fell, because he was. Uh, so he got up and he looked around, and he saw that no one was watching. Ah! And he carried on. So Bianca said, "What lesson can we learn this about Hashem?" The Balshantov says that everything you see, Hashem sending you a message. He said the message is that when you fall, you have to know, like you have to learn from that man how to get up. <laughs> You have to get up straight away. And that's a klal in all the, in all the Mohasidish's forum. A person has an afila, a person, a yid has to know how to get up. 
and you're talking about small nefilas, you're talking about, and I don't even want to call it a nefila, but uh, let's call it a nefila. A person, a, person, a person loses control, or whatever the case is, a yid is to know how to get up. You get up and do tshuva, there's different moods, there's different matzavim, and not everybody is an angel at all times. You have to try to be as much as you can, but no one's human. The ik is to know that uh, when a person falls and does something wrong, he's not a failure. Not a failure. Also, you have to realize that that a lot of Sfarim talk about the Indian of a tzaddik and a Russia. People don't realize it says, and if you do this Avera, you're a Russia. So a person does that Avera, so he says, I'm a Russia. It says in Chazal, I'm a Russia. I'm a Russia. What does that mean? I'm a I'm a, I'm a classified Russia. It doesn't mean he's a Russia. It means in that Maisa that he did, he's a Russia. In that Maisa that he did, he's a Russia. In everything else, he can be a tzaddik. So a person can be great. So to say that you're a failure, what do you mean? I sent my kids off and I did this and I did that and I did mitzvahs and I did my chesed and uh, you know, whatever the case is and uh, I did a lot of good. I'm not a rush. I'm not a failure. I failed in this one nekuda. In this one nekuda I failed. I, did, I, I always tell this to Bochum. I guarantee you that if you take a piece of paper and you make a cheshman and nefesh at the end of the day and tick off everything that you did for the Rabbi Nishalayim. You walk in the streets with your shmeri sinayim, with your whatever, you may try to make a kiddush Hashem. You smile to people. You fill up pages and pages of positive deeds that you did that day. And then if you have to make a cheshman and nefesh of, of bad things, whatever, that you did that day, um, a regular person, the vast majority of things that he did were positive. So a person doesn't become a failure because he failed in one area. So pinpoint that area, get up, and, uh, and, and rectify that area, but you're never ever a failure. You, are fa- you failed in this one, in this one, the kuda. And there's just one, one other thing I wanted to say before also about, about women and ideals, that there's a lot of mitzvahs, that are, a lot of chasadim that a woman, especially a woman, can do, which again, you know, there's a, I know my mother, she should be well in London. My father was nifted two years ago. So my mother, you know, she's, she's Baruch Hashem, she's not young, but she's, she phones almonas, and every time when I speak to her, she just comes from another mom, I can't speak to you now, I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone with this almona, with this person. There's a lot of mitzvahs that a woman can do with, you know, let's say with neighbors, or with stam. If you're living in a, an apartment building, let's say, or you're living in an area, you know there's, a, there's an old widow over here, you know there's a thing. If every day, or every two days, or every three days, you give her a call, and you say hi, such a big mitzvah. Such a big mitzvah. That's that's your tachlis. You know, a lot of people are looking. A lot of women are looking for these ideals, ideals, ideals. You know, to become a malach like him. Now, the, these are ideals. These are ideals. It's, if a person's only looking for a mitzvah, uh, you know, there, there's we, we have in Ganegula. There's a lady who lives in the next building. She's we have in Almona. We have a, a old couple that don't go out. They're frightened of Corona. They haven't been out of the house. I don't know how long. So to go up to the house whenever you can sit there five minutes with them these are all these are ideals and if you're looking for those ideals you'll find these ideals nobody you know, should feel a failure because they fell in one little, one little area you have to know a yid has to know how to get up and there's a lot of svarim that talk about certain averas they even say don't do tshuva the minute after the avera because part of tshuva is have charota, really regret. If you're lying on the floor still from the avera, meaning a person has a ureter, you're lying on the floor and you're now chewing your avera, you'll never get up. Get up, get on with life, get back to yourself straight away. And when you're feeling calm, you're standing on your two feet firm on the ground, then do tshuva. So first of all, and this, this is the last question, I realize the time, um, unless people have other questions other than that, 
First of all, from time to time, you should try to go to the Koisel. Try to go to the Koisel or to go to Kever Rochel. The evening, there's a bus that goes. Part of the appreciation of living in Eretz Yisrael is, especially living in Yerushalayim, that we're so close to the Koisel, we're so close to Kever Rochel, and, uh, you know, like, like, like living in Yerushalayim, living what there is to live, like living the, the living, living Yerushalayim. You know, there's, 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 there's people that go, there's like old, old women that go every morning, nets to the coastal, and it's their life. And whenever you can, if it's once a week, if it's twice a week, if it's once a month, if it's once every two weeks, just go to the coastal and sit there. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like on a teal with your husband and you're going to the coastal for 20 minutes and you're going to eat out somewhere. I mean, you know, that's, that's to, go, to go to the coastal. Your husband's whatever, he's in coil now, he's working now, whatever, you've got time. Take a bus, go to the coastal, and just sit there and say to heal him. And Daven to Hashem, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, when I go to Chutzler, it's uh, it comes to a Motzah Shalos. Uh, you know, that all a week goes by and I haven't got the koisel. You get used to going. It's like it's beautiful. You have to live with the experiences. Also, sometimes take a walk Friday night or whatever, whenever it is. Take a walk with your husband, especially Shabbos. If you know, again, if it's possible, walk through the streets of like Mesh Arm, the English Shahiza, the Bate Ungrin over there. See how people live. See the beauty, the beauty of, of, of the Yerushalayim, the children. Comes to a Sukkot, go to a, see if you can go to a Simchas Beis Hashavah, and uh, like live the live the experiences there is to live over here. And number two, you know, anybody that goes to Chutzlars comes back and says, "Wow." Just to see the streets closed on Shabbos, just to see, you know, just to see, just to see that everybody's running. The, the men are running to coil, and the women are running to the mitzvahs, and the, it's just, you know, it's, it's such a different world, you know, to appreciate when you're walking on the streets on Shabbos, seeing how the streets are, you know, the streets are closed. But uh, you know, sometimes you can be living in an area where where, where you feel America. You ha- you start forgetting that you're that you're an Eretz Yisrael b'chalal. So that's why it's important from time to time to remind yourself to you know to go to to go to to go to the sites to go to the sites that are especially to Kever Rochel Kever Rochel and the Koisel are, are from time to time to take a bus you've got time to take a bus to Meron to go to the Rajbi to go to the Kever Rajbi and you speak to your friend in America you say Mamish in two hours in two and a half hours I'm in Meron I'm in Meron and I'm by the Helige Kever the Rajbi to go sometimes to Tzvas for Shabbos to see the beautiful to daven there and just walk through the old streets of Tzvas you do this, you appreciate. You know, some, 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 a man just told me this last week. He says that, you know, sometimes he's here. He never goes out of Ramatashkol. So sometimes he feels he's mamish in America over here. You know, if he's in America, he doesn't feel he's in Eretz Yisrael. So I said, how often do you go to the Koisel? How often do you go to, you know, how often do you, do you go to, let's say, your man, go to a Tish Friday night? You know, a young couple, lovely to go to a Tish sometimes Friday night, to go to Toldus Aaron, to go to Slonim or wherever, go into Meshach go to the Dishim. These are beautiful, beautiful experiences. It's no point living here in Yerushalayim for, for a few years. Years and you've never been to a Tish Friday night, or you go once every half a year to the coastal. No wonder why it's difficult to live usually. Are there any other questions, general questions? good to go in the evenings like 9, 10, whatever, good to go in the evenings the hangout is, is usually only till, you know, during the day I mean, you know, I see it I, I mean, I shot during the day and uh, I go to Mincha, I go everyday Mincha to the Koyzle, it's it's, 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 it's horrible <laughs> what goes on over there but uh, if you go in the evening 
And you shouldn't be worried. You shouldn't be worried about going to. I'm saying in the evening the bus goes, or early morning, or evening the buses go there. I mean, you're, you're not walking through Shashchem. You're taking a bus all the way to the coastal. So if you go in the evening, there's no early morning, evening, there's no traffic. It's a, anyways, you should go. The best time to go is either early morning. If early morning is difficult to go in the evening, 9, 10, whatever, then it's a, a lot better. You should, I mean, unless you're traumatized, you shouldn't, obviously shouldn't go. But if you go in the evening and it's good, it's, it's a lovely thing. On the contrary, the later, the later it is, the less people are there. And it's just the experience of being there is, is, is so beautiful. Thank you very much. Just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.